don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. And I am her co-host, Kirsten. Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is another volume of the back rooms. Volume de. That's de. French. Volume de. De. Um, yeah, so I'm still trying to cover the main nine levels. Main nine? And we only went through two. Yeah. We're going one. through three in this okay. episode, and then I'm going to try to get through the rest in the next episode. All right. So, get um, into it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I also did, like, a background in the last one, kind of did, like, a little bit of a background, like, what yeah. the back rooms are, mm-hmm. how you can get into them, how it was created. So, if you want to hear that, and you want to hear about level zero and level one, go back to... My Which you probably should. Episode. You probably you should. probably should, or you're probably gonna be kind of confused. Yeah, because it is a lot of information. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Basically, I'm we're trying to figure out how to go into the back rooms myself. Kirsten wants to go. I'm not fucking going. So. <laughs> Anyways, I am intrigued. She wants to go to the Manila room, so. And um, I want to meet a skin stealer. Yeah. Because I don't think they have what it takes to steal my skin. Challenge. Kirsten would literally exactly. die in like three seconds. I would. I. She definitely would. She would I just crawl up would. into the corner and start like crying. I would and- die at level zero. I would land on the floor that's wet with a substance that's not digestible. It's not water. And I would be like, this is gross. And I would die because I didn't want to be in there anymore. Sensory overload Sensor- immediately. Like literally bright lights humming. Yeah. Wet floor. No, I Absolutely would die. Yeah. Up. I would immediately just <laughs> I would literally just run into a wall head fucking first trying to die yeah. at that point. Okay. I'd be like, how do I get to the manila room now? At least <laughs> the floor is not wet. Or is it wet? It's still wet. Never mind. But at least I have a table to lay on. True. I can get or off a of chair. the wet carpet. I can, but then there's knocking on the walls. Yeah. I'd lose and, my And like you hear machines and voices yeah <laughs> go Can't back to it. the first episode if you want to hear about that if you don't know what we're talking about you're gonna be real confused yep that's on you so like i said we went over the basics and mm-hmm. such and we're gonna go a little bit deeper this week okay um so we're gonna talk about the meg real quick because i feel like this is something that needs clarified for Meg. us to go on um it's called the major explorer group and it's a large and influential group existing within the back rooms okay the group was founded by the first in 1885 and finalized in the year 1900. Okay. The Meg acts as a form of government for the first few thousand levels of the back room and is very effective in this role. The rulers of the group are called the impresarios, who either inherit their position or are elected into the position. Oh, my bad. Inherit their position or are elected into okay. their position. 
So the prime directive of the major explorer group is to help wanderers and enact a government in the back rooms to cease anarchy and chaos. In synopsis, the directive of the group is to be a helping hand. And it accomplishes this through the database and operatives advising wanderers with no way to enforce laws or physically help on many levels. Okay. So they're just exploring. They write a lot of the um, information about different levels. Okay. So, um, so we left off with level one mm-hmm. in the last episode. Now we're going to head to level two, a.k.a. Pipe Dreams is what it's called. Yikes. Um, there is a picture here. Mm-hmm. I forgot to post the pictures last week, so I'll probably post them tomorrow, Sunday. Okay. November the 6th, because I keep forgetting. Anyways, okay. <laughs> uh, the survival difficulty is A2 in level 2. Easy. Uh, it has a low entity count, so that's Even good. Even better. But this was, there's some things about this level that you're going to be like, Oh hell no! <laughs> I so, don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty down with level two. No, you're Sounds really not. Better than you're really not. Room. So level two consists of long, dim, concrete maintenance hallways with steam pipes lining mm-hmm. the walls and ceilings. Okay. Doors are rarely found, housing metal shelves and ventilation ducts. Not too bad. But the oh, pipes cause the heat in level two to reach immense temperatures, reportedly reaching 200 degrees Fahrenheit or 93 degrees Celsius. You know, I'm always and cold. higher. I'm always cold anyway, so I feel like I get and <laughs> higher. So it's also described as being generally more decayed than the previous level. So it's okay. not as like. You know, level one or level zero is like the manila wallpaper or the yellow wallpaper, damp carpets, kind of looked creepy, looked mm-hmm. run down, but this one is like worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. So occasionally doors can lead to small rooms that may contain machinery that are connected to the pipes present throughout the level. Okay. Random items that were left by other explorers can be found in the metal shelves. Due to the unhealthy conditions found in level two, Roaches and mice are found around the hallways. Still want to be there, Kirsten? Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> roaches and mice? Uh, I can't live with the mice. Roaches, not so much. <laughs> also, the shelves that you're mentioning mm-hmm. um, literally remind me of in Animal Crossing, the box where you could leave anything you didn't want. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> what know, the heck? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. The little box mm-hmm. where people put like cardboard and yes. stuff in the box for you to collect if you yes. wanted it. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> Okay, so some sections of level two are completely devoid of light, while others are only lit up by alternate sources of light, such as flashlights and lamps. Kirsten? Okay, level two is starting to sound a little less more promising. Yeah, the darkness definitely gets to her. The roaches are just like, okay, but the darkness, not for Kirsten. But like, the darkness with the roaches, like I can't see the roaches, that's what's gonna get me. That's what's gonna (laughs) cause me to pull my hair out and... Have a panic attack. <laughs> so, a notable, humid, musty smell can be found in areas where the pipes exist. Also, a no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> level 2 is far more dangerous than level 1 due to the hazards above and sheer number of entities inhabiting the level. I mean, 200 degrees Fahrenheit seems pretty high. I don't think you'd be able to survive. Period. Well, you can. It gets up to 200 degrees in some spots. Oh. It's not everywhere all the time mm. oh that's 
that's that's doable. So if you come into contact with a creature in this level, it is advised that you should run immediately, as they are incredibly hostile and will kill off most victims. AKA me in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I get pretty hostile when I get hot. Yeah. <laughs> so as one walks in this level, after a few days, the pipes will start to go farther and farther in until one cannot walk any further without suffering severe burns. Mm. And if one persists at this point, the tunnel will close up behind them and they will be cooked alive. Still want to be in level two? No. Didn't think so. And this is only like a level two, like, of difficulty? Mm hmm. Dang. Yeah. Known entities that lurk in level two are facelings. We've already talked about that in mm-hmm. the volume one of this. Mm-hmm. Um, hounds. We also talked about that in volume one. We did not talk about smilers. And I haven't really found a whole lot of information on scratchers. So I'm going to save that. Um, smilers um, sound terrifying so smilers are hostile entities they have a long smile with multiple sharp teeth Mm -hmm. and white glowing eyes Mm -hmm. it is unknown what other physical features they possess and it is as it is rumored to have a physical body which cannot be seen with the human eye it's also rumored that they have non-human alien-like bodies with arms and legs bent in unnatural ways but this is unconfirmed Mm -hmm. the meg is currently trying to find out more about its biology at the moment these entities only appear in dark corners or doorways where the rest of their form is not visible. Well, convenient that, you know, it's dark in most of this level. Mm-hmm. And that's where they hide. Yep. In the dark. Mm-hmm. That's convenient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that's fun. Okay. So, additional entities I are... Can just, sorry, I can just imagine them being in a dark corner, smiling, and all you can see is their white teeth. Yeah. Bro. Kind of reminds me of Cheshire Cat. Yes. But a lot more scary. <laughs> Additional entities are likely to lurk in this level, but they're not necessarily named. There's no colonies or outposts for this level because it's just way too much. It's a hallway. Well, it reaches up to 200 degrees. It gets Mm -hmm. too hot. It can cook you alive. It's not really sustainable to stay. So basically, if you get to level two, you better get the fuck out of level two as fast fast as you can. Yeah. So how do you enter level two? I don't want to know because I don't want to go there now. Well, sometimes you have to enter level two to go to another level, though. Okay. So, the only known way to enter level two is via a stairwell in level one. Mm-hmm. You can find an unlocked door that will lead you here. Nice. Uh, how do you exit level two? Because you really want to know. Yeah, I really want to know. The darkness and cockroaches and stuff that lurk in the corners? <laughs> in the 200 degrees? <laughs> Don't forget, there are facelings. Facelings, too. Facelings... They're actually nice, though, and they play pranks on you. Yeah. But, anyways... You would know that if you listened to the first episode Mm -hmm. of this. So, there are three known ways of exiting level two. Mm. Finding a fire exit (laughs) in level two will transport one to level three, despite the dangers and risks. Entering an office-styled elevator will lead to level four, Mm -hmm. and no clipping through a corner will rarely lead to level 364. Okay. So, like, do you want to no clip in the corner, though? Because there might be a smiler there. True, like, because they hide in the dark corners yeah so, so you're you're taking a big risk here yeah so we're gonna move on to level three now level yeah. three Let's... also known as the electrical station mm-hmm. the survival difficulty of level three is a three okay so sig- a little bit worse than yeah level two. it has a moderate entity count okay level three is an expansive complex of brick hallways with electrical machinery scattered throughout 
Similar to level 0, the layout of level 3 appears to be randomly segmented, shifting and warping in many directions, most of which being illogical in appearance. Makes sense. So, one constant that is universally maintained throughout level 3 is the piping that lines the walls and ceilings of the strange labyrinth. Similar to level 2? Similar, yes. So, level 3's configuration seems to be much more diversified than that of level 2, despite it having some similarities, like we just said. So, the majority of similarities exist in isolated sectors of level 3, not universally applicable to the level. Both levels are often depicted as having thin, attenuated hallways, like we talked about in level Mm 2. So, the walls and ceilings of level 3 are lined with piping, and these pipes vary in size and inventory. Some are empty, others are filled with fluids that resemble either water, almond water, or petrol. Almond water could be a good thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um... They're not, they're not safe to consume, though. Remember, you gotta boil almond water. To oh, yeah. Time, so, in rare instances, the pipes of level 3 contain articulate wiring, which does not appear to serve any purpose. Varying types of machinery can be found throughout level 3, but the majority of these archetypes power an unknown location, seemingly outside of the level, and others seem to control and power the pipes. I was getting ready to say, all this machinery in these rooms and stuff, like, what do they do? What are they for? Um, Got it. Not really. I mean, yeah. Not not much of anything. No. It's just supposed to be confusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's doing it's doing the thing. It's making me confused. <laughs> Exposed wires emerge from the ceiling, walls, and floors. Um, in desolate, rare locations in level three, dimly lit hallways may be found. It's common throughout most of the level. The lights are relatively quiet. Though they seem to be even quieter in these locations. You know, these hallways, they seem like you probably shouldn't go there. Because right. something's probably going to get you. Right. But um, there's no accounts of entity tax attacks, nor any harm being delivered to wanderers in these locations. So the creepy hallways is where you want to be. Pretty much, yeah. So all of, the, all of the scary movies that you've seen where you're like, don't go down that hallway. Obviously something bad is going to happen. You want to go down those, go down those yeah. hallways. And many wanderers have reported that these rare spots have soothing effects on all who enter. Nice. So, metallic bars can also be found in level 3, serving no known purpose. Attempts to break through these have been in vain. Nothing really happens. Mm -hmm. Um, They seem to basically be unbreakable. And in many cases, as pictured, windows lie beyond the bars. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not these particular windows offer any form of exit... Or anomaly is unknown, as a majority of them are inaccessible, rarely being found anywhere else in the level. Like a tease. Yeah. Like a taunt. They're like, look, look. Too bad it's you can't a window, get to it. but you can't get there. Haha. Ha. Um, as pictured, which I will post pictures, strange machinery can be found in level three. In rare rooms that seem to follow a common repeating pattern, they seem to be located in a straight line from one to another. Mm-hmm. Um, the true nature of the machinery and everything is unknown, unconfirmed. Um, many have theorized that these strange rooms present in level three are used to connect the level and perhaps power it. Some have gone as far to claim that the machinery and wires present on level three power the back rooms at large 
or at very least the main nine levels. Mm-hmm. So they're saying like, yeah, basically they just power the main nine levels or mm-hmm. power to the hub, I guess, like we talked about in the last yeah. level. Um, this claim has been widely disputed, though it has not yet been disproven. Okay. It is highly feasible that level three, the electrical station, works as just that, a station used to power the back rooms. As aforementioned, windows present behind the strange, indestructible prison bars found on level three are inaccessible. Nevertheless, windows are found in locations which do not contain the bar phenomenon. So, previously we said they're not very often, but you can find them. Mm -hmm. These locations and windows differ drastically in comparison to those found behind the bars in several ways. These windows appear to emit much less light, while those behind the bars emit a light similar to that of a sunny day. Uh, The windows that you find in random rooms illuminate considerably less, comparable to a cloudy day or just before the sunset. These windows are also accessible, and they are not able to be broken, but you can look out of them. Hmm. The majority of these windows look out to absolutely nothing, though. Only grayish clouds are visible with no ground. You can't see the ground. That would be scary. Yeah. Just like void. Nothingness. So the windows you can see out of, it's like nothing. But the ones that are behind the indestructible bars are just a tease. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. So, it's unknown whether or not this reflects the true topography of level 3. Level 3 is not sounding so bad right now. Yeah. Not sounding so bad. Mm -mm. Not too bad. Mm -mm. Rooms containing windows are typically well lit and in close proximity of one another. Well, well lit as in, like, it emits light, but not as much as the windows behind the bars, like we talked about. Um, They're in close proximity of one another. The clusters of rooms are where most human activity takes place, obviously. They're not the most forgiving places to live and coexist, but they are among the safest locations in Level 3. And, like we talked about before, Level 3 contains a moderate number of entities. Mm -hmm. So, in rooms and clusters containing windows, it is common for pipes and wires to group together near the top of the walls, much more than they do outside of these rooms. Rarely, when a wire remains unmaintained, direct contact with said wire could cause temporary paralysis. Nice. Direct contact could also cause uncontrollable movement. The reason for these effects presumed to be caused by electrical discharges are unknown. Hmm. White signs can be found throughout level 3. One number, usually three digits, can be read. Below, the number is a cryptic text. All attempts to decipher said text have been in vain. Interesting. When the aforementioned repeating pattern of rooms in level 3 is followed, these signs may appear in each room, increasing in numerical order. They commonly end at 999. They practically reset, reverting to 1 in the next room. Hmm. So, the day and night cycle of level 3 works extremely strangely. There are visible changes in the illumination of the level as said cycle passes, such as the clouds outside of the level darkening before eventually dissipating and the majority of it is purely unperceivable functioning whether or not aforementioned illumination is visible the cause for this is yet unknown but it seems to be universal okay so like we see day and night outside our windows completely different not the same no a multitude of entities are present in level three posing moderate harm to human inhabitants of the level 
that did not mention exactly what entity, so. So, we do not know. You never know. It is a surprise. I don't like those kind of surprises. But, entities tend to stay away from rooms containing the windows. So, that's why it's the safest place. Mm, Yep. Two colonies do reside in this level. I'm not going to go over them right now. Okay. It's a lot of information, so. Entrances of this level. There are three currently confirmed methods of entering level three. You may enter this level by finding a fire exit on level two. Which is unlikely, I feel like. If one follows the hallways of level 19, they may end up in this level. And entering a door with a decrepit symbol on it found in level five will also bring you to this level. I feel like that's. A, I feel like level three is where it's at. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound too you bad. You go into a room that has a window in it. Chill. Chillin'. But how are you going to get resources and stuff? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, the, some of the pipes have almond water, though. That's true, but I'm sure you need other things other yeah, than almond water. Yeah, you do. Water. How do you exit level three? Good you're question. Asking. I am. There are three currently confirmed methods of exiting level three. Okay. A wanderer may enter a door labeled office sector, leading them to level four. Exiting through elevators present on level three has a chance of bringing a wanderer to level four or level five. Okay. More commonly, level five. Okay. Certain extended, dimly lit hallways in level three may lead to level 273. Okay. These hallways can be identified by the lack of pipes lining the walls and a noticeable decrease in temperature as one traverses the hallway. Okay. So now we're going to move on to level four. Which is the abandoned office. I'm digging it. This is probably where you'll want to be. Cool. So it's habitable. Bet. It's safe. Bet. But it does have frequent natural hazards. I can live with that. And it is devoid of harmful entities. Even better. Um, Here's a note that was found in a wanderer's journal. Quote, I only realized the rain was cold because my skin carried the heat of my blood. My inner fire was burning with a strong ambition to keep going further. To not give in to my fears. As I strode onward, my eyes caught the rainbows hidden behind the heavy clouds of storm and rain. Seems pretty hopeful, right? Yeah. So, it's an expansive, empty structure with architecture resembling a modern office building. Mm -hmm. It's entirely devoid of furniture and other accessories one would typically expect to find in an office. Except for in small rooms that you can find. There is furniture in there. Okay. There's gray concrete pillars scattered about, and there are spots on the carpet that appear to indicate that furniture may have been previously present at one point in time. Okay. This level possesses an an effect unseen in many other levels of the back rooms, having seasons. Mm -hmm. Weather patterns changing every few months at a consistent rate. Mm -hmm. These seasons are referred to regularly as spring, summer, autumn, and winter, just like we have here. This is like in my dream when it was raining in my yeah, daughter's I room. I was what thinking that. What the heck? I literally dreamt of the back room. <laughs> <laughs> Before I knew what they were. And then you got back out. And I got out of it. I Whoa. have already been to the bathroom, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Only it wasn't an office building. It was my daughter's bedroom. <laughs> literally. So, contrasting the gray monochromatic color scheme of the office... The whirling rain clouds visible outside the level's windows represent the only splash of color, varying from dark gray to a slight grayish blue or even a dark heather purple color during the autumn and summer seasons. Hmm. There are flat panel LED light fixtures 
fixtures, specifically the lack thereof. I mean, there are some, but not mm -hmm. a lot. Most of the squares in the level's drop ceiling in which the LED lights should be found instead do not have them. So, it's pretty dark in this level. Missing lights. But there's nothing there. So, like, I'm chilling. And there's windows. I'm good. But your brain? Fine. Your brain might trick you. Trying to activate light switches typically doesn't do anything. Okay. Um, so, that leads to the conclusion that the only constant source of illumination in the level is through the windows. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I love, I love natural light. <laughs> so, if you remain in level 4 for a long span of time during seasons when light is scarce, this is advised against, since okay. it can cause low vision, blind spots, poor night vision, or blurry sight. While being in direct contact with natural hazards have led to reports of wanderers contra contracting pneumothorax, which is collapsed lungs, sleep apnea, or irregular heartbeats. I feel like I already have all three of those things. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's also widely regarded as a rest stop amongst wanderers as hmm. a safe location for one to take a break during their journey. But it's not a place to stay. But you can, like, if you've been having a hard time. Yeah. You can, like, chill there for a while. But there are colonies and outposts in this mm. thing. Okay. In this level. I said thing. Thing. Um, they've begun and flourished in this level. Cool. So, the level's architecture suggests the existence of multiple floors descent by means of stairs has revealed the lack of a ground floor and likewise mm -hmm. the lack of a top floor or a roof. So, it just goes on up and down for forever. Yeah. So, even though the exploration of level 4 is limited in this aspect, wanderers can access other areas within the same floor, such as workrooms, smaller offices, or studios. The rooms that I talked about earlier. <laughs> so, while the main lobby of this level is empty and completely devoid of furniture, the smaller workrooms found within the same area are quite the opposite, having functional and somewhat new-looking fitments and chattels. Okay, cool. These workrooms vary in size and length. As wanderers have reported rooms that have the fitting capacity of even 15 or 20 people at the same time, while others reported rooms barely fitting two people, creating the sensation of claustrophobia or enclosement. Okay, I'm not down with claustrophobia. <laughs> so aside from this anomaly, which architects have been unable to find an explanation for, once a season transitions into the next, the appearance and style of the workrooms change gradually over time. Most of the workrooms, as presented in the pictures that I put in mm -hmm. the doc, which I will post, do not lack the principal characteristics as the level's main lobby area, having features such as ceilings with a suspended drop structure, working LED lights, horizontal sliding windows, and light gray walls made of the very same cold concrete. So yeah, in the, the rooms, it's a little bit different than yeah. in the lobby. <laughs> lobby there's no furniture there's no lights really except for through the windows but if you go into a room you're gonna have a little bit more light you're gonna have some furniture to sit on so if you're gonna sliding, have some windows you can open they have sliding windows does that mean they open i would assume i wonder what happens if you jump out of it then you probably fall for forever like that spongebob episode when the flying dutchman unzips the thing and drops squidward <laughs> and he's nice. like <sighs> yeah nice that's immediately what i think of you would think yep. of spongebob i know <laughs> <laughs> the windows in these workrooms are typically covered by transparent curtains or an opaque surface that stops wanderers from seeing outside the offices mm. 
even though the window is sliding, still can't look out, apparently. Yeah. Like we thought. <laughs> yeah. Despite this, the illumination of the LED lights is strong enough to brighten all the rooms in an equal manner, with a white-yellowish luminescence, with some wanderers claiming that they tend to emit significant levels of warmth as well. Hmm. So if you're cold, you go into a room. I'm always cold. That's why 200 degrees doesn't scare me. <laughs> wanderers have reported a noticeable scent of fresh linen when entering the level's workrooms. Hmm. I wouldn't mind that at all. Me either. The white panel desks located throughout the offices usually range between 1.6 to 2.2 meters in size, with an average height of 0.6.72 meters. Meanwhile, pedestal bundles are located under the right side of the table. They have three drawers with silver metallic handles, which scarcely contain food supplies, such as snacks, peanut muffins, smoothies, and bottles of... Almond water. Yep. Peanut muffins? I guess. Also, do these things just, like, appear there? So, like, if I, don't I know, take it's a the back rooms. If I take a peanut muffin mm-hmm. out of the drawer, will it, like, randomly appear again? Never know. Later? Never know. Or, like, vice versa. If I open the drawer and I'm like, maybe I'll eat a peanut muffin and... But I'll save it for later. Like, I'm just going to leave it in the drawer, close the drawer, come back an hour later, open the drawer, it'll be gone. You never know. With the back rooms, you really don't. Interesting. Since the circumstances of finding solid supplies are rare, most drawers and waste baskets nearby are empty or scarcely filled with various objects such as pamphlets, old notes, elastics, markers, or scissors. Scissors could be used as a weapon. They could. A single decrepit journal belonging to a wanderer had been found in one of the workrooms and preserved by the MEG, indicating that more unique objects can be found in the workrooms as well. Computers, tablets, monitors, or different modern devices can be used by wanderers in these workrooms as they can search information about structures, designs, and concepts of other levels or cultural background elements regarding Level 4 within the documents present on the screen. It should be noted that no Wi-Fi connection is present in this level, and it cannot be accessed by any means. I was getting ready to say, isn't there Wi-Fi? Can't use it in this Not level. In this level. Aside from the accessible gadgets, Wanderers also reported finding typical office objects, namely Xerox and printing machines, folders, notebooks, pens, pushpins, duct tapes, paper clips, POS terminals, in trays, out trays, desktop organizers, small plants, and flower pots. Empty, white, grayish cups or bowls of ceramics, desk calculators, or post-it notes. Typical, like, Post-it office. notes might be good to have, though, because you can write, been here, put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. So then if you come back, you're like, I've already been here. Already been here. Yep. Swivel chairs are common in the workrooms, almost always paired with a desk. Nice. These chairs have a set of wheels for mobility and an adjustable height mechanism similar to chairs typical in offices in the front rooms, which is where we are currently. Interesting. All chairs appear to be constructed from the same black polyester-like material, reportedly being very appealing to wanderers, with some noting that they are extremely comfortable when working at the desks. (laughs) Other attributes revolve around its strength, flexibility, and capacity for not getting stained, which can be great for wanderers who suffer from different allergens such as pollen and dust. Aside from these aspects, the swivel chairs are very breathable and comfortable, at the same time creating impression that they were designed strategically to increase the productivity of those working at the computers. Hmm. 
I know, there's a lot of information on the freaking chairs. The chairs are very comfortable. Yep. Some notes belonging to former wanderers have even reported describing the chairs as a good spot to rest your body in or to sleep on. Differing from the previous levels, level 4 is the first level of the back rooms to contain windows that depict scenery on the other side. Uh Along with the level's exterior walls, a multitude of windows are present at even intervals like we had spoke about. So the windows have been tested and shown them to be virtually indestructible with current technology. While window openings in the wall of a building for the admission of light and air is to be expected, the windows in this level appear to be arranged mainly for the purpose of architectural decoration, although they can also serve as a pleasing gospel for rain scenery enjoyers. (laughs) As wanderers enter the area on the right side of the room, the following features may be observed. Horizontal slider windows measuring around 1.2 meters, Glass, it is speculated to be made of polycarbonate panels, but this is yet to be confirmed. Sills, concrete similar to the office walls. Mullion, dusty powder white. The head of the windows is missing, while the lintel resembles the same aspect as concrete. Black fiber wires can be seen hanging down from the sill to the floor. It has a plethora of windows reflecting the rain from outside, and after several studies, examinations, investigations, and analysis on the level's rain and the natural evolution of it, as well as its disasters, the MEG Association drew a final conclusion regarding the natural phenomenon. It is highly believed that the weather comes in seasons that tend to change gradually at three-month intervals. Kind of similar to where Mm -hmm. we live. Except where we live, it can be winter one day and summer the next. Very confusing. Yeah. The seasons recorded so far, like we have talked about before, are winter, spring, summer, and autumn. Um, Another note from a wanderer's journal. They have found multiple notes from Mm -hmm. wanderer's journals in here. Super helpful. Yep. Quote, each water drop sits on the window like a puddle that will never leave. Perfectly formed, perfectly cold to break the skin. Even though I never got to feel the water stealing my body's heat at least just a tiny bit of the time, perhaps I could even enjoy the warmth of a long-forgotten shelter. The coziness of my suffering allowed me to become accustomed to the elements of the wind and cold, but I can't help thinking about the sun breaking one day. What if each drop would sparkle with light then? Would the warmth seep through and bring a new reality? I think I'd like to see this or even enjoy it quite a lot. So, there are different types of rains in the spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And I'm not going to go into all those because it is a lot of information. And I feel like I've already jam-packed a lot in here. Mm -hmm. And there are two colonies residing in this level. Okay. Um, There are currently ten known methods of entering level four. Wow. One may enter this level from level three via a door labeled office sector. Okay. Entering a flatly colored wooden door on level 30 may lead you to this level. Some doors in level 54's floor 2 have a chance of leading to this level. Hmm. Entering a double-sided door with a no-exit sign in level 7 may take you to this level. Aren't all doors double-sided? I don't know. It's supposed to be confusing. (laughs) Jumping off level 6 Yuan's train while it is in motion may lead you to this level. Entering a doctor medical office door in level 16 can bring you to this level. Sewer grates on the ceiling level of level 34 may rarely lead one to this level through the floor. Extended hallways in level 
37. 37. 37, lacking any water, may eventually lead to level 4. Certain areas in level 47 may seamlessly lead one to this level. And this level may be entered via a orange door in level 153. Lots of chances to get to this level. There are also lots of chances to exit. Okay. Coming upon an ornately decorated door, a man... Emanating? Yes, emanating. Good God. This quieting classical music may lead you to level 5. Okay. One may enter level 6 by chance upon the lights in the level going out. Forcing open a window and climbing out during a heavy heavy thunderstorm may lead one to level 11 or level 37. So that's what happens when you try to climb out the window. Mm. The sliding windows that open. Mm -hmm. Entering a room labeled greenhouse may lead one to level 13. Entering a door labeled with a rose flower symbol may lead one to level 83 or level 150. Entering a door labeled with an ocean wave symbol will lead one to level 100. I feel like that's not a good thing. No, that scares me. Ocean wave. Disproportionately long descending staircases may lead to level 153. Extended metallic hallways may lead to level 192 or level 273. No clipping through the walls of this level may lead one to level 4.1, and entering a door with a brass number 6 will lead one to level 332. Nice. And that is it for this episode. Nice. I feel like level 4 is where it's at. Yeah. I feel like... I want to do an episode with, like, the popular back rooms, because there are popular ones. Mm -hmm. There's, like, Grandma's house, and the kitty's room, and there's, like, other ones, too, that are really popular. Didn't you say there was one that's, like, the worst one? I can't remember. Level 6 is what I said is a really bad one, but I don't remember what else I said. It might have been level 6. Because it's literally dark all the time, Mm. and if you get dragged into level 6, you're basically dead, so. Yeah. We'll go more in that into detail on that in the next episode. Yeah. Maybe in the next episode you can just talk about, like, the worst ones or the mm-hmm. best ones or, like, the most popular ones. Yeah. After I finish the main nine, I probably oh, yeah, will. Yeah. yeah. But. So that is all. Sounds good. I hope you, you guys enjoyed. Be, if you want to be cooked alive, go to level two. Yeah. Or if you just want to chill, go level four. Level three is, like. If you want a good rainy day, yeah. level four is where it's at. Yeah. But um, if you haven't already, go follow our socials. If you have any case suggestions, any story time suggestions, anything you want to hear about, um, you can send us an email at tcstpod at gmail.com. Uh, link in the show notes for our socials because I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it. That's all I got. And yeah. we'll uh, catch you in the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye.